Hey guys, and welcome to the latest in the Sleepy Talk podcast. I hope you've missed us. We've missed you. Uh, the last time we spoke was Christmas, wasn't it, guys? It was. And what were we talking about? Christmas. Food. <laughs> Chris- <laughs> Christmas. Um, so yeah, we've we've had a, a two-week break. We've been working on other projects, and now we're back on this full-time. So, well, I say full-time once a week, but that's that's like working hours, isn't it? Just, just a little bit. Oh, yeah. And obviously you've missed Steve, because Steve's been absent for God knows how long. I thought he was Too dead. Weak. I thought he was dead. I thought we were going to do like a ghost hunt around his house, personally, so. No, last time I heard it, you were up in my loft. <laughs> Scratching away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, we, we had a little bit of a talk uh, on where we want to take the channel, really. Um... So obviously there are thousands upon thousands of different cryptids and different spooky stuff, but at the minute we're kind of running a little bit dry on things that we want to talk about as a collective. Um, if if we're not enjoying it, I don't think you guys would enjoy it or watching us. So I want to keep things fresh, keep things on the ball. So next week um, we've decided that we're going to jump into a bit of a movie sort of thing and look at some of the newer kind of scary movies that are coming out one that's very close to all of our hearts and let us know if you enjoy that or put in the comments below now if you think that that's a good idea and you want to see different things from us we've got some gaming things that we're going to be doing as a collective uh me scott and steve uh, a couple of others as well who you'll see frequent throughout the channel but um it's not a big change but i think we're, we're gonna we're gonna put, put some fingers in some pies and see see where it takes us um, and Scott knows all about fingers and pies. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> come for pie. Um. So, uh, yeah, this week we're going to be talking about Steve. The Bermuda Triangle. Also known as the Devil's Triangle. Oh. So, <clears throat> it is very, very spooky. Or is it? Is it a natural phenomenon or is it a supernatural phenomenon? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So, who wants to take it first? Because I'm game. Go for it. Okay, so if I remember rightly, I've forgotten the third point. (laughs) It's Florida, Puerto Rico, and... What's the third point? Florida? You mean Miami? Yeah, Miami, Florida. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Florida's the state. <laughs> I know. The states are bigger. Is this Puerto Rico and what? Bermuda. Bermuda. Oh, is it just Bermuda? That, yeah. That'll be... All right, okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's take pause on that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, these... Uh, I think it was as early as 1914. Um, there was a, uh, a cargo ship that went missing without a distress call. And since then, many planes, many boats, and even before that, there were ships and stuff that went missing, but it all got localized to this general geographic location. First one was Christopher Columbus. Was it Columbus? Yeah. Uh, On his first voyage to the New World, he recorded um, that a bursting flame of fire struck the sea and caused a strange light to appear in the distance a few weeks later. Fair enough. So I've not done my early, early research then. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I just got hooked on the actual um, the shipment container. You know where it, it something that, that was carrying 
hundreds of tons of stuff just disappears. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, that that that's you've just flopped me. I think Steve should should take over and carry on. Really, <laughs> I've got quite a bit. Go um, on then, crack on. The one the, the one which got me mainly was a woman called Caroline Cassio. Have you heard about that? Well, it doesn't matter whether no. I've heard about that. It matters ah, whether the viewers have heard about it. So, she was a licensed American pilot. Um, on the June 7th, 1964, she flew herself and a passenger from the Bahamas and destined for an island called Grand Turk. So, they left, travelling south-east towards Cockburn Town. Yes, you heard that right. Cockburn Town. See, I wasn't um, going to laugh, and then you just started laughing, like giggling, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I was going towards Grand Turk Island, and around her expected time of arrival, she radioed the Nassau Airport, firstly to say that her compass was spinning erratically, and then that she couldn't raise Jags McCartney International Airport, which is where she was going. Um, from there, um, there's quite well manuscripted her talking to radio towers. Um, I was reading it earlier, it took me about 45 minutes, so I've just slightly condensed it down. Um, but it starts off saying, um, I don't understand this, I must have taken a wrong turn. Um, this should be Grand Turk, but there's nothing down there. No airport, no houses. The passenger says, right. Um, it's the right place on the map, and the shape is right. All but the island looks uninhabited. Look, there's no buildings, no roads, no nothing. It has to be Grand Turk, but it's not there. It looks like Grand Turk, it just can't be. At the same time, she claimed to be circling the island. People in many places on Grand Turk Island claimed to see a small airplane circling for approximately 30 minutes. The JAG airport, which she wasn't able to make contact with, saw her with eye and on radar as well, but she wasn't able to see anything. Hmm. So what they think is that she flew through a rip in space-time, arrived over Grand Turk Island at some point before it had undergone urban development, but she was still able to talk to them through that, and they could also see her through that. She just couldn't see anything else. Mm. So I, I read the um, the theory as well that... Um, these planes go through into a different time or into a different vortex. Um, yes. And that th they just disappear. But they could come out somewhere else, somewhere in time. So they could be in like 100 years' time, let's say, some 1940s and 50s planes that just appear over that triangle and then just land where they're meant to. But obviously it could be derelict. They could be massive Um technological advances i'm sure there are already anyway but like huge things and you know um which is just weird and some manage to make it out of this time vortex and some don't um so yeah that it, I, it, it it's just very strange reading all the call logs obviously everything gets logged with being spoken about between planes mm -hmm. which is just so strange some of the stuff she was saying so what, what actually eventually happened to her? Did she manage to land? Did she crash? No. Um, she set off flying back the way she came because she had no fuel left. Mm. 
to just try and find somewhere where she could land and she's never been seen. Okay. That's it, just disappeared. Planes not being found, no nothing. It's just it's just kind of weird that uh, in a sense though because surely if they could see her on radar, they could direct her. You know, there's there's a lot of I'd say films where they direct people in different areas yeah, and obviously so with the manuscripts, the towers do direct her. Hmm. Um, so well, I can't remember exactly, but when she first gets hold of them, she tells them, "Look." I'm not sure where I am. I flew over X, Y, Z islands. And this is what they look like. And then it, it just goes on from there. Eventually, they manage to find where she is. And he tells her where to go. To which she starts flying that direction. Looking for the airport. To which I've put all lights on full wax so she can see it. Flies straight past it. Carries on going. Tells us to turn back around again. And she just ends up circling and circling and circling. We aren't being able to see anything. Mm. Um, talking to other planes in the sky as well they can't see her but the people below could see her the people below could see her for a roughly half hour while she was circling Grand Turk wow um, there's, um, there was one that I uh, sort of listened to uh, and, and read about as well which were Navy pilots, US Naval pilots oh the uh, five of them yeah, so they went they went across the Bermuda Triangle and just disappeared. Like there was there was no sort of distress call or anything like that. Um, and then there was a uh, another aircraft um, that was going to do a search and rescue for those to see where they'd gone, and that had thirteen people aboard as well, and that disappeared. Right. If yeah, so they sent in the cavalry, and I think they did a two-week search spanning over like thousands of nautical miles. I uh, couldn't find anything anywhere, which was really interesting. Um, obviously not for them, but oh no, for us listening, it was it was quite an interesting uh, thing that happened. So, but you know uh, why everything disappears, don't you? Uh, crack and eat some. No, come on, it's it's obvious. Go on then. Go on. UFOs. Oh, yeah, yeah, <gasps> yeah. UFOs. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. The Bermuda Triangle is a flashpoint for UFOs. <laughs> they see, like, a ship or a plane come by and they're like, oh, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah. Just so we can see what's cracked with it. Maybe the cargoes, well, the cargo ships that go missing, maybe they're carrying, like, Gucci trainers and stuff. And they're I think so. Like, and that's when they, when they come to visit us, they'll come out to the UFOs rocking the Adidas gazelles. And yeah. it's like, oh, where'd you get them, bro? It's like, last year. Cargo, <laughs> Cargo ship, last year. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. No, so, so it... what I heard about the Bermuda Triangle is something to do with geysers. Oh, methane gas. Yeah, methane yeah. gas. Sniping airplanes out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, they they tested it as well though, didn't they? they there is uh, there's a there's a ridge that's like a snake. It looks like yeah. a snake end, and uh, that goes down like quite a few miles. And obviously, these ridges are part of tectonic plates anyway. So when they shift even a tiny bit, they can create big gas bubbles of methane that that gets released from um, 
wherever the, the plate's holding them and stuff. So that that can cause many different things. So, but but ships disappearing due to methane is a little bit of a tricky one, because the crew could die, a hundred percent. They could get methane poisoning and instantly die. But where do the ships go? Straight into the crack. Straight into the crack. Yeah, they just sink. <laughs> straight into the sink. <laughs> straight into the crack. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um. There was. Uh. There's a few things that I sort of looked at as well. So in the Bermuda Triangle, there's a lot. Other than the ridge, there's a lot of uh, reefs, and the bottom is quite sandy, so it's it's not that deep for quite a few miles. And back right. in the Columbus days, which is I'm now remembering Columbus and stuff. I don't know why I had 1914 in my head. Um, that was there's a lot of shipwrecks that are in like the same place, and they're surrounded by coral reefs. And to say, like, back then they would have been wooden ships, so they wouldn't have been able to sort of go up against these coral reefs that are quite set in. And I don't know whether you've been near reefs, they are pretty solid, they're just rocks, aren't they? At the end of the day with rocks yeah, well, and they, corals yeah. and stuff. They take out, like, ships anyway. Well, not like ships, but you know, like boats if they get stuck on a reef. Like, they're more mm -hmm. likely to get a hole in them. Like, they're more than likely to bust open. Yeah, yeah, because wood against rock, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's just like shatter. rock, paper, scissors, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if yeah, you're going out. break, and, so. And it'll break underneath, which is the worst place for a boat to sustain any damage is underneath. So um, the, the only sort of thing that they kind of looked at was they had scuba divers checking out the wrecks and things like that. So we know that that's probably not going to be methane, but these ships were very close to each other. Um, so if they were the shipping lanes, then yeah, that'd make sense uh, as to why they're all quite close together. But it's just interesting how sort of different there is. So there's a big shelf which could be releasing methane gas. There's also a lot of sort of flat sea, sea land, whatever you want to call it. Mm. But there's just reef after reef after reef for miles. That well, they can did you hear about like the, um, I don't know whether it's folklore or, or what, but like a lot of people would say, in the Bermuda Triangle, there's an island, like um, yeah, that like appears and disappears. Mm. So maybe there there's is Skull maybe Island. There is an it? island. There's Skull Island. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, though, have you seen that uh, HBO trailer? No. Kong HBO? punches Godzilla in the trailer. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, the yeah. Kong yeah, punching Godzilla. That. Scott's like, how have I missed this? <laughs> what what is this? There's literally like two seconds straight over my head. Yeah. <laughs> There's a two second <laughs> clip of Godzilla sort of I think he's crashing into the floor. Yeah. And then there's another like half a second clip where Kong literally just Wait, right hooks Godzilla. Does HBO do um Godzilla? I thought it were legendary. Yeah, HBO isn't a studio, they're a TV station. Yeah, I know, because they did Game of Thrones, but I thought I, I didn't think um well, they'll HBO be the streaming service, won't they? Given yeah. that, that a lot of the cinema stuff now is coming on to stream. Uh, uh, like Wonder the, Woman. Yeah, like Wonder Woman. Good film. <laughs> <laughs> You're full of it today, aren't you? <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just saying it's a good film. <laughs> if you're half asleep. I enjoyed it more when I fell asleep, to be fair. Yeah. So maybe that's the that's the trick. I factory reset my phone in it. That's how bothered I were. It, it just became like white noise. It helped you sleep. Hmm. 
Um, but back on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we, we kind of go on. go on, Steve. No, go on, go on. No, with what you were saying before, with all the um, reefs and stuff like that. Mm. Um, there's the theory about sub uh, Atlantis being submerged there as well. I don't know why it'd be there though. That's a good theory though. That's that's interesting. It, it so, is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably well, not, probably not true, but it's a good theory. <laughs> no, it, it's. A, but they're arguing based on their evidence that these man-made structures, fifteen to twenty feet in water, um, just off the northwest coast of Bimini Island, about fifty miles east of Miami. These structures have been called Bimini Road, and they were discovered by a scuba diver. Uh, the limestone rocks, fairly rectangular for the most part, and all roughly and neatly fit together as like a pavement, which goes oh, about right. a mile long. Wow. Because of that, people think Atlantis may be there. Maybe. I thought Atlantis was more European for some reason. I don't know why I've got that in my head. It's it been made to everywhere. Comes yeah. across as Greek though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Almost in a sense. So, uh, maybe. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, do you know what? I don't even know whether the Lost City of Atlantis is an actual true thing or whether it's just a fable. I've never actually looked that deeply into it. Maybe we could do that for another podcast. Maybe, maybe we could bridge the gap between Aquaman and, uh, <laughs> and the Sleepy Talk podcast. <laughs> just watch Aquaman and treat it like a documentary. You'll have everything you need to know. Ah. Uh, do you know what? I've already watched it and like the lights, yeah. the lights, <laughs> <laughs> the lens flares. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, what it's... if, right? For example, what if it was something crazy? Because I'd, I'd still believe that there's things in this world that we can't explain. So, um, for example, the Loch Ness monster. Oh, Nessie's down in Bermuda now. Yeah. She's on an holiday. Yeah, she takes her holiday down. I was about to say that. She takes her holiday in Bermuda. It's, it's nice and warm around that time of year, and then she comes back and freezes her tits off. But no, like, what if it's a possibility that there is stuff down there like the Kraken? Well, here's uh, here's something that, that I sort of did a little bit of reading on, because I didn't want the... The factual stuff, because who wants the factual stuff on a Sleepy Talk podcast? Like, who wants that? They don't. No, man. People exactly. Want, people want myth, legend. Exactly, exactly. So I was reading on the on the Wikia fandom about this, and apparently, um, since the the dawning of of man uh, traveling the oceans and things, uh, a lot of the magical creatures have gone to Bermuda, and there's a lot of magic like source there as well. So we've got the Kraken, we've got sirens and things like that. All, all the sort of cryptids of the ocean sit in there. Um, and that's why a lot of things like disappear and, and, and ships get pulled down into the depths and of, of 12 foot and, you know, those sort of things. Um, so it's interesting you say that, Scott, because that, that is something that has been, has been pushed. Well, uh, the way I see it, these sort of things from, like, old lore and, you know, stories... They came from somewhere, didn't they? So, yeah, like, yeah. people just yes. think, oh, yeah, there's a squid. I'm just going to make up a, a big-ass bullshit lie about a giant squid, and then it'll pass down my generations. Mm -hmm. like, it's, 
it's um yeah it comes from somewhere and you know whether it be something to do with the ocean like the kraken or the chupacabra uh that's mexican into it i think yeah 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 and obviously nessie um they they come from somewhere not saying they're real or like i'm sitting here i'm like saying yes i believe in all these creatures but something come from somewhere for it to be passed down the way it does and then into education like you hear about it in schools and stuff don't you so yeah so um there's obviously the japanese found the giant squid didn't they um Mm -hmm. which obviously then correlates to the kraken uh there's also they've also found the colossal squid which is a lot bigger than the giant squid uh, which which could also be the kraken now they have theorized i don't know whether they've proved it or not but they've theorized that that actual creature could be in the bermuda inside the ridge so there's nothing to say that that creature wouldn't come up and probably try and tussle with with a boat i mean these things that fight with sperm whales it's it's just a fight of a fight of destiny you know <laughs> pretty big titans attacking each other um there's nothing to say that yeah that, that they could be tussling with ships probably not giant freight liner cargo ships now but maybe back in the day they they would attack ships or maybe these ships were fishing and and they managed to snag one of these and when they tried to bring it on board it, it attacked you know but th- these maybe. things do I get where Scott's coming from. There is a hint of truth in a lot of folklore and fables that are passed down from generation to generation. It's just whether they've been exaggerated enough. For they get exaggerated as they go down, don't they? I mean, mm-hmm. like they they do get exaggerated, um, but no one ever truly knows because it could have existed in that time frame, but no longer mm-hmm. exists now. So you don't really know. Here's here's Ish. another one though. Uh, the cookie cutter shark. Uh the is cookie actually, cutter shark is actually uh, been seen uh, quite a few, quite a few meters down into that ridge that we were talking about. They've actually found it living down there. So what's to say that the cookie cutter shark came up and started munching on the side of some ships? What is this cookie? What you have to think of as well, though, like, what other big creatures live down there? Because a cookie cutter latches onto larger animals and cuts cookie-shaped circles out of them. That's what they're designed to do Mm -hmm. for food source. So something like whatever lives down there, there's got to be a big source of food. Yeah, yeah. And like I mean, we've we've got the, um, hopefully, we've got the colossal squid or the giant squid. If if they're there, there's definitely going to be sperm whales surrounding that area. Uh, sperm whales do go down to massive depths to hunt uh, these squid. So there's nothing to say that they don't get munched on as they go down. And maybe when the whale comes back for air, the cookie cut is still on it. You know? And then it's up. But a cookie cut... Oh, you've done it to me now, Steve. A cookie cut <laughs> shark is a small... It's a small species of shark which is probably about... I think they're about a meter, maybe less. They're quite small. I'm sure they hunt in packs as well. Or not hunt, but they they travel in in schools and shoals. But basically, they have a circular mouth, which has got very, very strong teeth on. Um, A lot of submarines 
back in the day before they knew about this species of fish uh, would come back into docks with holes cut out of the side obviously not deep enough to cause any sort of like pressure issues or anything like that but they were really like concerned at what was doing this and then they found out that these sharks actually latch on and they spin and they create circular sized holes in animals so with whales it's blubber yeah. um the, the, it's not enough to um to sort of like make them bleed out but they they take the fat off the whales uh, it creates scars obviously um with ships it's metal so if, if they did come to the surface and they did start munching on the side of a ship if it was a wooden ship it would create quite a quite a problem so that's another one of the theories so they get different diets in different time frames mm-hmm that's so, it <laughs> high but, high fiber back in the day and yeah <laughs> but I mean, iron. The, the underneath yeah. of a ship looks like a whale yeah no yeah, yeah. no i can see that they mistake it until they taste yeah. it and they're like bro yeah. this, this ain't no good. whale <laughs> this is not good <laughs> i came for fat <laughs> um uh, there's a, there's another monster as well that has been scientifically proven now and it's 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 a monster but not like the one that you're thinking of right now it is actually a wave so when certain okay. waves are bashing against each other, like smaller waves, they can create a huge wave, which is completely like separate to the average of what these waves usually are. And if these hit a boat in the middle of the ocean, um, a lot of the boats would just capsize. They'd be gone. Um, so the the one of the tallest, I think when they first sort of like gave into the idea that these waves exist was uh spotted from a satellite and it was 81 feet in the air in the middle of the ocean 81 feet 81 foot wave or a spring-loaded wave <laughs> basically if you if you have a fish tank let's say and you start moving waves together from side to side yeah using like a some plastic or something as soon as you let go that momentum then carries through and creates a big... Yeah, I know what you mean. I do it in yeah. math. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> you do it in math. Yeah. Well, that, that's, well, that's, that's it. Yeah, so when you move... Off, so when you run your bath, you put your water in, and then you cool it down with a bit of cold water, and you, you waft in water around, you go from yeah. left yeah. to right, Walkway. and it creates this dysfunctional wave. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so. imagine that... that. So you're, you're doing that, but imagine two sides doing the same thing working together like going against each other oh yeah and then that, that middle sitting. point yeah so so these waves obviously are they're not tsunamis because they don't ever sort of like reach land with that sort of energy but they do exist they do happen they're just quite rare but in bermuda there's a lot of of reefs there's quite a few different points of islands that are together, so maybe these waves are hitting each other at a certain point, creating these colossal waves, and these are the things that are capsizing ships. Obviously, we can't speak for planes. I don't think they go up that high. But Well, that kind of links into something I read about um, water spouts. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they can lead to waves being hundreds of feet high. Mm-hmm. Tornadoes so of the sea. Yes. 
they go up into the sky, they could take out planes as well. They could do, yeah. Yeah, uh, it depends how high they go, but... If it can create waves a few hundred feet, Wait. well, even a hundred foot high. Into Typhoon, like a water-based hurricane. Yes, or am I just... yes. I know, but I think... Is it is it a typhoon? So a hurricane is to do with atmospheric pressure, which lifts up water, but it's not like a big water tornado. It's just a, a lot of pressure yeah. uh, that spins around. So it's when high pressure meets low pressure, uh, a, a massive scale, so a lot of high pressure comes in to a low pressure, and then it creates like a tropical storm, and then eventually it increases into a hurricane, which travels across Bermuda, I think. Anyway, I think it goes that way. Or through the Caribbean, so it's very close. Yeah. But what um, about... Um... Well, it, it tends to hit Florida a bit, doesn't it? So Yeah, you, yeah they you, get you, the back end of it, don't they? What yeah. about whirlpools? Yeah, that's another one. So I think water spouts does come under sort of like whirlpools anyway. I think that, that can... It's without knowing the scientific definition of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole now. Um, whirlpools could be. Uh, they've discovered also that the Atlantic Ocean, especially, uh, they've discovered that there's potentially black holes in the Atlantic Ocean. So, okay. Um, yeah, so when. Uh, lost my trail of thought then. When, um, when a, say, a, a blast goes off underwater, you have an implosion, don't you? So it explodes yeah. first, then it implodes, where it sucks everything into that space and then explodes again. Uh, there's nothing to say that, like, something could happen underwater which causes an implosion, but that implosion then turns into something that's a little bit more sucky. <laughs> sucks into a certain space, but... Um, well, you'd say bubbles, wouldn't you? Well, no, because they get sucked in. No, I mean, if, if something explodes underwater, you normally see bubbles, like when you fart in the bath. Yeah, because that's an explosion. And methane <laughs> gas again. But this is the implosion thing. So when it explodes initially, uh, energy is pushed outwards. But when that energy is pushed outwards, all the water in, inside of that space disappears too. It gets pushed out. So you've got a big, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vacuum of nothing that's there. Uh, that right, water well. then tries to fill that as quick as possible because of the pressure, which then sucks everything from that energy back into itself. So that's where you get the explosion, implosion, explosion again. Yep. So another thing as well, like, is the Bermuda Triangle surrounded by fog? Not that I've read. No, not that I've read. Must have seen that in a film then. Yeah. Kong Skull Island? Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> I know there's a film called The Nude Triangle as well. Could watch yeah. that. There, there can be fog, obviously. There, there can be fog in a lot of places. Um, in the sea, anyway. They, do they call it the Milky... Milky Sea? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a genuine thing. <laughs> Straight up. Foggy Milky. Sea. Yeah. We're going to give it a name. Um, <laughs> there's also... Um, like uh, you can get steam but I think that's more in the colder climate than it is in the warmer climate um, so yeah that, that was irrelevant sense, yeah. for me to say that sorry guys don't know why it, it just popped into my head like just then but when you said like steam I just imagined them little them little monkeys up in mountains that like you know sit in them spas 
What? Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? What I I saying? Just, yeah, they got like little, they got little orange faces and like little woolly heads. They, they and for some reason, that image popped into my head. Then, like, just a group of them guys just chilling in a little hot tub up in mountains. I don't know why. <laughs> the Bermuda Mountains. Yeah. The monkeys in Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, there's also theories. So uh, with the um, the radar thing, the compass thing that you were talking about, Steve. There's also theories. I don't know whether it's proven or not um, that the geomagnetic field is very weak around that area. Uh, yes, it only occurs in two places of the world: one in Bermuda Triangle, and the other one is the North Pole. Yeah, which you'd expect at the North Pole because you can't get much north of the north. No. So there you go. So geo, but that that could increase. Surely that could increase different weather patterns as well. Uh, I've heard stories. Oh yeah. Yeah, stories about um, this island and what it, it inhabits. Okay. Let's. So let's, let's go with that. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to hear about that story? Okay, let's go. Let's have a listen to this island. So, this island, it so it appears, doesn't it? Like every now and then. Is it? Yeah, it appears every now and then. That's what I read. Um, and basically, what they were saying is, on this island, hmm. is where dinosaurs still live. Oh, is it? Is it? Is there a big monkey? It's a possibility, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> oh, did, did, he, did that big oh. monkey fight a big lizard? No. Will he? He fought three or two. I can't remember. I thought they were. Anyway, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. No, honestly, from what I what I read somewhere mm -hmm. was that it's obviously bullshit. Like it's not real, is it? It's crazy. But I did read somewhere that. People were speculating it was like this island that inhabited creatures that we don't understand. And some were theorizing dinosaurs probably still live on it. Or like completely different species altogether that looks nothing like our current species on Earth itself. Hmm. Um, or it's just a hotspot for aliens in summer, I don't know. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come to England anymore because Brexit means Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> not allowed. Too much paperwork. Yeah. Well, if if it was aliens or anything like that, they've they've got to find a place where they're not going to get seen. So they pick uh, a place where a lot of ships go through and planes. Yeah, but don't make any. Never mind. They could they could also <laughs> crash there as well. So equipment doesn't work. Yeah, maybe they've got like maybe the the alien skin is like a, a, a EMP. Do we actually believe in aliens, though? I think it'd be ignorant to not believe that there's life out there, given how many planets there are. But whether they're technologically capable to come down here and and anally probe us is another question. See, I'm um, ancient. All all I'll say is ancient aliens. I have a theory with aliens. And it, it kind of has something to do with, like, time travel in the future, like, in the far future. So, 
the image of an alien has always been portrayed as like, you know, big head, big eyes, tall. Um, a bit like Steve. Humanoid. Steve? <laughs> Steve, big head, big eyes. Oh, not so tall. <laughs> no, not quite, mate. <laughs> well, they're basically, because that image, big eyes, big brain, tall. As a species, we're getting taller. And we're also losing digits, like our little toes disappearing over time. Yeah, but we are and, gaining more digits on our hands. Yeah, but also our eyes are getting bigger due to technology, and so is our brains. Not everybody, I, but um, I, I, I just throw you up there. Um, the one part of our brains actually getting smaller. Yeah, so they say. But look at look at the T Rex. <laughs> what? <laughs> they did have a big brain for uh, their species. Yeah, it did, yeah. and yeah, it, did. it was always said that it had a brain like a walnut. Tire functions completely compromised by that walnut-sized brain pan. I mean, forget about the Polish. <laughs> it's the T-Rexes who are the real dummies of the world. In fact, Chaka, funny story. Hmm. Oh, that was just um, Land of the Lost. A big walnut. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't worry, guys. But... They're not that smart. They have a brain of a walnut. <laughs> I might just put that clip in just for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, aliens could be. If if you look at, um, let's say, Egyptian mythology, uh, religion maybe um creatures there that were that had like head of a of a dog head of a cat head of an eagle you know crocodile yeah things like that the the weird thing about that maybe was that they were all things that you could see but have you noticed that all aliens seem to be like the ones that people say they've seen are all humanoid does that not make you question the validity of it that they're all humanoid yeah, um, so this is what I was trying to say to you about aliens, how they're portrayed, and how I think how we might look similar in the future, but that's, that's what I was saying, we might look similar in the future due to the how we're going, but it is a bit silly to like say this is the typical alien, because I mean, this, again, we, we don't really know, there could be several different species of aliens out there, if they exist but I'm not that naive to say that they don't exist I believe something exists out there but whether it's these you know great big tall gangly strangers that come down and visit mm. every now and then yeah that's the thing I don't I'm know. skeptical on I think if, if you look at if we relate it to our own planet the only reason that we're here and that there's not a, a, a massively evolved T-Rex running about is the fact that an asteroid wiped them. Theorised, but kind of yeah. true. Um, so if you look at other planets that may contain life, surely they'd follow the same... If they were the same sort of atmosphere as what we were and, and same start in life, surely they'd just be dinosaurs. Or something evolved from dinosaurs. Or whether it, it follows a different track altogether. So it might not yeah. even be like us. Just completely different type of thing altogether. 
so uh that that's our sort of introduction to the bermuda triangle uh we will be talking about something film related next weekend so look out for that oh, i was keeping it a secret that's why i didn't it, mention it. it i'm gonna cut it oh, i'm gonna God. bleep it i'm gonna bleep it with an anime bleep it out <laughs> we put it out just put a, <laughs> a block over your face as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we're going to be doing that. Um, and let us know in the comments if you think we should be doing anything different. We're going to be playing soon. I'm going to bleep that out too. <laughs> oh, Rooney's so lucky you. Yeah. Lucky you. I'm going to bleep it out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bleep that out because he's ruined it. And then look what you go and do. I did it on purpose so I could bleep it again. Yes. I like that anime wild well, sound. Steven, right? your turn. Not what are you going to ruin? I don't know about anything else. You know nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, let us know in the comments uh, what you'd like us to do. Obviously, New Year, New Me and all that jazz. Um, so we'll uh, we'll crack on with sort of those sort of things and hopefully we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Peace. Bye. Shut up, Steve.